Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. Hey, 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 it's me. Uh, Raj, or was it Wayne? Well, Dwayne, whatever the hell. What's happening, Ian? Yeah! Woo! Ah, woo! We're going to talk night. about Van Halen. Van Halen, no. Oh. But before we talk about Van Halen, we want to talk about something else, and we want to talk about the awesomeness of our guest this week. Bam, bam, bam! He is back! Bill Wang is in the house tonight. The Rocket Man's Combat Podcast, it's a place to be. I said diddly dee. What's up, fellas? Hey, man, that was some <laughs> great vocals there. Very good. Yeah, like very, 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 very Paul Lynn of you. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, very exactly. San Francisco. Hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to mix it up. You know, I wanted to put a little melody in my new, in my, my little jingle there. Yeah, there What's up, go. fellas? I, I know it's just audio, but I saw jazz hands. <laughs> Oh, no. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Doing good, man. Ready to get into this fucking amazing fucking album. Amazing, man. I got uh, such a good fucking album, man. Woo. I am so excited what? to go see Bill that I want to sing a song now. Yes. Sing it, baby. When the lights go down in the city and the sun shines on the bay, Ooh, I wanted to win Chronicles in the city, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my goodness, I'm fucking tearing up. Ian, wasn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, I think that Filipino kid's real nervous right now. Like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, they're gonna get rid of me. Damn, thanks, Ian. I love you, man, because I know you're not a sarcastic type of guy. Fuck yeah, I'm enjoying uh-uh. the journey. Yeah! Yeah! The fuck can't help it, he needs more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, awesome. Uh, yeah, Ian, I'm gonna let Ian kick this off because not only are we doing the great, the greatest summer album for a summer episode, uh, we are. We want to talk about a certain motherfucker, son of a bitch, bastard. And I'll let Ian kick this one off, and then we'll get into yeah. the interview. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, by the time this episode airs, the cat's gonna be out of the bag. Uh, there's a big, uh, big downer for the Rock and Pot Expo too. I mean, it shouldn't deter you because it's still gonna be awesome, but. It was released last week uh, that Andrew Jacobs is still going to the Rock and Pod Expo too. Uh, I, I know hey, a lot of people Ian, are upset. Ian, isn't Ian? Hold on. Isn't that the guy with the fat, ugly wife that's now a lesbian? <laughs> that would be one and the same. Okay, continue. My bad. Oh, I hear that song playing again. Oh, what? I hear it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smooth jams. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, besides the fact that that dipshit's still fucking coming, that yurtle, the turtle-looking motherfucker, uh, somebody's not coming to the Rock and Pod Expo 2, and that is Vinnie Vincent. Ooh. 
And, uh, yeah, fuck this fucking trainee fuck. Uh, and it, it, it's a goddamn shame because this is something uh, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek, you know, he really put all this together. He, That's right, Tommy. Uh, you know, he did a lot to organize this. He did a lot even just to keep Vinny's name out there over the years. And, uh, you know, he met him recently, had him on the show. And, man, when he was talking to me about getting Vinny for the show, I was like, man, you think he'd do it? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm going to try. And Vinny was fully on board, and it took, like, months of negotiations. That's what We knew about it, you know, us on the inside here. Uh, we knew about it for months, but we had to keep our mouths shut till every, you know, uh, you know, I was dotted, every T was crossed, all that shit. And uh, the cocksucker just backed out. Well, you know, the bottom line is, we all know, and Vinny knows, Sinzak is, you know, a big fan. So he took advantage of, you know, what he considered, oh, he's a fanboy. So uh, what originally was uh, discussed and organized uh, two months later was changed. And they figured, well, now let's tell them to give us a guarantee after they said that they do it for free. And uh, they figured, he's a fanboy, he'll pay. And when they threw that at him, he's like, you know what? Good luck, guys. Bye. I bet you he didn't see that coming. Fuck yeah. Kretzik, Greg, Greg, Chris Sinsnack, pull the move <laughs> like a man. Well, you know, it, it, it should be noted that there's there's certain things I can talk about but certain things I can't. I even, I even talked to Chris before we did this. I said, hey, you know, can I tell the full story? Is there anything you don't want me to talk about? And, you know, there's a certain something that kicked it all off. It's some real petty, Lame, petty, petty bullshit. Petty yeah. bullshit yeah. That Vinnie yeah. Vincent, not his manager, Vinnie Vincent saw himself. Saw it himself yeah. and he got all... You know, you know, vagina got sanded. So let, let, let's just put it this way. When when this cocksucker says he's not on the internet, uh, he's full of shit. Because he had to surf to find this shit. And it was some shit that Sinzak didn't even do, but, he didn't but even some do other it. fucking... He didn't yeah, even yeah, it was, do it. It, was, it wasn't him, even him that did yeah. it, and he got blamed for it, which is so lame. Yeah. It, 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 it was a kiss nerd that did this shit. What this particular thing that he saw on the internet that he didn't like, uh, supposedly after a couple days it was squashed, everything was fine. But then Vinny's manager was like, uh, hey, let me see the pre-sales. Because there was a pre-sale up uh, to, to for all things regarding Vinny. I mean, it's just 10 bucks to get into the expo. And there was going to be a uh, Albums Unleashed where they went song through song through Lick It Up. And that was all included in just your admission to the Rock and Pot Expo. But uh, if you wanted to meet Vinny, if you wanted an autograph, if you wanted a picture, if you wanted a T-shirt, if you wanted a T-shirt signed, if you wanted a guitar signed, if you wanted this, if you wanted that, it was all these ridiculous, ridiculous fucking fees that this guy was charging. And, you know, Ralph will back me up here. I even said, I was like, I already met this cocksucker. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to pay what he's asking. Because it was, it was 50 bucks just to get an autograph. Or 50 bucks just to get a picture. Uh, if you wanted a Vinnie Vincent t-shirt, 
that was signed, it was $80. If you wanted a guitar signed, it was $500. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and one of those sold. Somebody already paid 500 bucks to get a fucking guitar signed. What? Are you kidding? Yes. And still canceled? Oh, I saw what was already oh sold. Oh, my God. You're... He, 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 he had... He had over, uh, you know, I bet it, man, but just looking at it, adding a few things together, it was well over two grand, probably close to three grand that was already pre-sold. And, uh, but, you know, there wasn't a lot of people that signed up for the pre-sale shit, but it was so expensive, man, that, you know, the fucking, the shit added up quick. Uh, so Sinzak sent him a copy of what was already sold. And then next thing you know, Vinny, who was advertising the expo on his Facebook page, took the ad for the expo down. Didn't say nothing to Sinzag. Sinzag just happened to notice, like, whoa, what the fuck? That he, he, he sent a message to Vinny's manager saying, hey, uh, you know, after I sent you the pre-sales, I see Vinny took the, the advertisement down. Uh, you know, I've been prep you know i've been promoting this thing for two months i'm getting ready to spend a lot more money actual money on pro promotion because that's what a lot of these you know these donations do it takes a lot to promote this shit and get the word out and he was about ready to take it to the next level because it's getting closer and then Vinny Vinny sent back a letter saying that now uh you know he already agreed to like hey i'm not gonna take a fee uh you know, I just want to, this is what it's going to cost for people to meet me. But he also had some other extravagant fucking, uh, you know, rider demands, if you will. He wanted his section to where he was getting signed had to be walled off and blocked off from everybody else. Like there had to be blinders around it, all that shit, you know. You you know, was even asking if it, he want, initially wanted to be in a separate room, but because of the the room we're doing this in, that wasn't possible, so he had to put up blinders. He wanted separate security, all this fucking shit that we have to pay for in order to get him to come. He wasn't specifically charging us to show up, but he had all these demands, and then if you wanted anything from him, you're going to pay through the fucking nose. So then when he saw that there was kind of uh, brisk uh, pre-sales, now all of a sudden he changes what he wanted to do now he wants a guaranteed uh, amount of money that he's going to make and he wants like a deposit like you know a certain percentage of it up front he's 40 minutes away from the expo this fucking cocksucker has already made almost three grand and here's the thing he would have made so much more money because this thing is going to fucking sell out but it's Vinnie Vincent Look at all the shit he's done in the past. I can see why people aren't putting their money up front. They're like, okay, I'm going to go there, and when he's there, then I'll, I'll I'll pay for it. And I even said the same thing to Ralph. I was like, I ain't fucking pre-buying none of this shit. I mean, 50 bucks, I already got this cocksucker's fucking autograph. Well, you know, I, I met him in 96. And I said, I'm paying 50 bucks just so I can go up to him and film him saying, you know, say, I wanted, I didn't know what, I, you know, I would have thought about it, but I wanted Vinnie Vincent to say something about Bill Wang. I don't know what it was, because right. Bill Wang, uh, in case none of you know it, and if you don't know it, you're missing out, because Bill Wang has amazing videos of him going up to strangers in, in uh, San Francisco before uh, Vinnie Vincent uh, 
came came back uh, asking everybody around San Francisco, uh, you know Vinnie Vincent? Where's Vinnie Vincent, you know? So I wanted to play on that when I met Vinnie Vincent, and I thought it would have been great to have Vinnie Vincent actually mention Wang, you know? And I, I know right. I would have came up with something brilliant, because you know me, I'm awesome. But, um, uh, and I was going to pay 50 bucks for that. You know, okay, I'll take oh, a picture man. with him, whatever. But my main thing, I wanted to get a video of me asking him or, or making him say something to Bill Wang, you know, but now that's not going to be. And I think it's fucked up. And another, and well, there's something else that he said too, but maybe you want to talk about it. And if you forgot, I'll bring it up. Uh, one well, of his demands. Uh, well, go ahead and mention it. I don't know if it's something I forgot he, or overlooked. He didn't want anybody associated oh, yes. with Vinnie Vince's invasion. Like, no Mark Slaughter or Dana Strom or Bobby Rock. He's even got a problem with Bobby Rock uh, at the expo. Yeah. He saw them. None of them can be there, you know? And right. It's like, okay, okay, and, fine. And he also took it a step further than that. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He didn't want any of the podcasts that are involved in the Rock and Pod Expo to interview any of these people. I, I, I mean, these... These demands are just fucking ridiculous. And and for him to think like, okay, look what you made on pre-sale. Still, bitch, you get in your fucking car and you drive 40 minutes. You've already made three grand. All your demands have been met and you know you're going to make more of that. Because when the people come in, you know, and people are going to drink and party, then they'll be dumb enough to pay fucking $50 to meet your fucking washed up ass. Your fucking Joyce DeWitt looking fucking Hillary Clinton pantsuit wearing fucking ass. You dumb fuck. I mean, you're not Jimmy fucking Page. You're Vinnie Vincent, you know? And, and half the stigma is because you're a fucking hermit. You know, if you stuck around, you'd be about as popular as fucking Mark St. John. Let's be fucking real here. And fucking Chris Sinzak has been promoting your ass for years. I don't know how many... Uh, reviews I've read of Decibel Geek where people are like, oh my god, I love the Vinnie Vincent episodes. You do such a great job. Here's a guy that's kept your name in the spotlight, kept people remembering who the fuck you are. And you're going to pull this shit with him? You know, when you first agreed to... And, I, and I'm saying this like I'm talking to him because I know he's listening. Obviously, he he follows what's going on on the internet. Decibel Geek has been like, you know, so pro Vinnie. Uh, and, and I was so proud of those guys when they got them on the show during their anniversary, which was just coincidental. And, uh, you know, and, and, and they love Vinnie Vincent. Both those guys are so respectful. They went to, they went to Atlanta to, to see him come out, come out for the first time to, for him to treat them like that. And then you add to it, some guy that paid $500, $500 for you to take three seconds to write your name on a guitar to this, that guy, uh, $500 to sign my guitar. Oh, I would think that guy is a fucking fan. Don't fall for that. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, I didn't think nobody cared about me anymore. Oh, we love you. Vin. Everybody though. Oh, and I love you too. And all this thing, but really deep down inside, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a con artist, man. He's a fucking shyster. And he sucks. And, yeah. I, and, I, and and let me tell you, man, on my Almost Human channel <clears throat> on YouTube, I have put up at least four or five recent Vinnie Vincent uh, uh, videos defending the guy. Always saying nice things about him. 
talking about, you know, people making fun of his looks. Fuck you. What he did in Kiss meant a lot to me. All that shit. But the one thing I did put in there, because I honestly, not that I believed him, I wanted to believe. I wanted to believe that he changed. I wanted to believe all that. But man, the one thing he said during that whole thing, and I bring it up in one of my videos, was when somebody asked him about the box set. Vinnie Vincent had a box set pre-ordered. A lot of people paid for it. They never got their money back or the box set, nothing. And somebody brought it up to him and he said, oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it again. Then I'm going to send it to those people and I'm going to send two of them to each of them. You know what somebody should have said? Why didn't you send the money back back then? Why did you wait 20 years? He ripped these people off. And, and here's another thing. Here's my prediction. There's going to be no box set. He's not, he's, what's going to happen in Vinnie Vincent in about a year from now, mark my words, a year from now, everybody's going to feel like we were duped. This guy did not change a bit. And it's already showing with uh, this recent Nashville thing. You know, and another motherfucker that I'm not the world's biggest fan of is uh, is Mark Slaughter. You know, I, and I, I mean his music. I'm, I'm not a huge Slaughter fan. I've, I saw him live, you know. They're good at what they do. But you know what? Last year at the Rock and Pod Expo, Mark Slaughter came out and couldn't have been a nicer fucking guy. Didn't ask for a red fucking cent. But he was on Decibel Geek. He, he loved Chris and Aaron. He's like, yeah, sure. I live in the area. He came down, gave his own free time, took pictures with every fan who wanted to meet him, signed shit. Couldn't have been a nicer fucking guy. I'm a, I'm a fucking prick. Most of my friends are pricks. Like these two pricks I'm doing this show with. Hello. You know who's a ra- you know who's a rare fucking nice guy? Is Chris Sinzak. I there's not too many people I know that are as selfless and as nice as him. Cuz not only what Chris has done for the scene, what he's done for us personally and how he's helped me out, you know, with podcasts and everything, but he has done so much. Like he's doing all the hard shit. You know, we raise the money and we do this, you know, but he does the day in, day out shit to make this happen. And of all people for fucking Vinnie Vincent to 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 pull this shit on, dude, that just really shows me you're a piece of shit. And I know I've told this story to, uh, you know, o- old listeners, but if you're a new listener to this show, when I met Vinnie in 96, I had uh, the Kistory book that had just come out and there was like an onion page that uh, already, you know, like a clear onion paper page had Paul and Gene's signature, Eric and Bruce's, and, and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get Vinny to sign it. There's this guy, uh, you know, right beside me in line. He's like, oh, fuck, you're going to let Vinny sign that? I was like, yeah, why not, dude? It's Vinny Vincent. He was in Kiss. He goes, hold your hand over everybody else's signature. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, he's a prick. Just to show what an asshole he is, he signs his name twice as big as everybody else's and signs over their signatures. And I was like, yeah, right. What do you fucking, who, what do you know? Yeah, you, you know, he's a kiss. He's awesome. He wouldn't do this. Well, that shows you how young and fucking dumb and what a kiss nerd I was. And I got up there, I put the book down, and sure enough, that's exactly what he fucking did. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I, and, and I only paid 20 bucks in 96 to meet his ass, if that. You know, and, and, and when he was on Decibel Geek, he was talking about, oh, well, I'll talk about that in my book. I'll talk about it. You know what, cocksucker? I might buy your book, but you know what I'm not going to do? Pre-order the motherfucker. 
Because who knows if it'll ever come out, you know? Hey, if I see it in a bookstore or on Amazon, I might fucking buy it just to laugh at your fucking lies. I predict that won't even happen either. I don't think he's going to do anything. Because if he pulls shit like this, the book company will probably tell him to go fuck himself. And, you know, we had Robert Fleischman on here. And, you know, and and, and again, to reiterate, this all started over like a silly butthurt fucking uh, thing that happened on the Internet that started to piss... Vinny off. Well, we got Robert Fleischman on the show when Ralph made a video ragging the shit out of Robert Fleischman and how bad his vocals were. But th- but Robert Fleischman was so fucking cool, he said he laughed at it, he agreed with some of it. He came on the show and was one of our best guests ever. And, you know, it was an amazing time. And he did it just because he knew hey, you, you know, we might not be fans of the album, but we, we like Vinny, and, and, and he's done some other cool shit. And w- talk about a humble, cool motherfucker, you know? Robert Fleischman was awesome. Vinny, you are a fucking prick. I don't give a fuck what bathroom you you use, you know? And, and, you know, we even stood up for you when you come out looking like fucking, you know, a desperate fucking housewife from fucking Minnesota, you know? Said, oh, fuck it, who cares what he looks like? It's all about the music, you know? The guy's trying to fucking, uh, you know, turn over a new leaf. He's making up for bad shit he did in the past. But no, prick, you are the same fucking loser you were. And that's why you have more notoriety for being a fucking asshole and and for fucking people over than your guitar playing. And that's the fact. He's known more for that shit than his fucking guitar playing. Fuck you, Vinny Vincent. Fuck you up your fucking trainee ass. And he's, and he's very much an enemy of himself because he is so talented. He's got such an amazing voice that he doesn't sing on his stuff. And he can do so much with his talent. And he just wastes it all away. He, I mean, he's not only a prick to everybody else, but he's a prick to himself too. The guy just is a mess. He's a fucking mess, man. And I will yeah, you, still... You know what? I will still put on Lick It Up and Creatures and still love it. That's Nothing is going to make me stop loving those albums. And what he did, you know what? And his talent. You know why Vinny? You know why Vinny didn't sing on his fucking records? Because the guitar player wouldn't pay him enough. He's a fucking asshole. Fuck him. Fucking hey, that, prick. I didn't think of that. See, he's his own worst enemy. Didn't he want to pay himself? But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and you can see it in that shit with Gene Simmons. You can see Gene Simmons is like, oh, I'm gonna make some extra money off this because of the fucking hermit Vinny Vincent. Uh, thing you know oh this is gonna bring some extra people in and you can tell by the end of that gene's like what the fuck did i do i don't need the money that fucking bad jesus christ you know a fucking loser yeah it's it's fucked up he hasn't changed and this is just this is just the 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 top of the iceberg because we're we're about to notice a lot more shit about vinnie as time goes by he is scheduled to play a show before kiss cruise and and that i'm sure it's got to be electric and that's really going to tell if he still has that talent he had before. You, you know what I love, though, is more people are going to listen to this fucking episode than Bought All Systems Go. Think about that, Vinny, you fucking prick. Fucking transgender fucking bitch. Still there, Bill? Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm just listening now. Bill, why did you want him back? Um, you know what? I mean, it pains me to talk shit because I had such fantastic memories and the Creatures of the Night Tour is my favorite concert ever. And um, it was just fun what I was doing. But when he came back, I mean, my gig was over as far as that. 
then I, I kind of lost interest. I didn't, you know, I could have went to Atlanta. I said, nah, I don't want to do that. And, but the thing that hurts, and I'm not going to talk shit about it, but I will say a couple things. What, what I am is, I'm really disappointed in him because I know how hard Chris Sinzak worked to get him, kept him in the public eye, just was relentless for years and years and years and everything. And I could just tell it meant so much to him to have him appear at um, the event of the expo, which is Chris Sinzak is the mastermind, of course. So I just want to say to Vinnie Vincent, you rule as far as Lick It Up and Creatures of the Night. That Creatures show uh, Easter Sunday, April 3rd, 1983. This kid, this teenage kid was blown away. And I, and I love that moment. And it was amazing. And I'll never forget it. But I'm very, very disappointed. I think it was a punk-ass move. So much so on my Bill Wang Senior account that I don't use anymore. Since I joined Facebook four and a half years ago, I had Vinnie Vincent as a background profile picture. Out of respect for Chris Sinzak and you two and everybody involved in the expo in August, I took him down. And I just want him to say that I'm very disappointed in you. And Bill Wang looks down on you now. Yep. Yeah. Bill Wang how, how does that feel? Bill Wang is taking off the feather hat. You're no longer a pimp, Vinny. And let me tell you something, yeah. another thing that happened today. Chris Sinzak was deleted off Vinny's page, okay? Oh. So what did I do? Oh, boy, check this out. I took myself off Vinny's page. <laughs> I showed him. This mother- and you know, you know who's really, really fucking pissed? Fuck that asshole who paid fucking uh, 500 bucks to have his guitar signed. Andrew Drakeup's wife paid a thousand dollars to scissor grind with fucking Vinny, <laughs> and now she's shit out of luck. <laughs> Come to my window. Oh. Ooh, yeah, man. What 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 a sad oh. state of affairs. But yeah, when I heard that too, it's like, okay, now you delete him off your page. It's like, what did he do to you? And if you listen to that fucking interview. With Vinny, it shows you what a fake he is. Because he's there being all nice to Chris. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. You know, you're not grateful, dude. If you were grateful, you would have been there. You would have been at the expo. You wouldn't have deleted him from your page for him doing nothing but showing love for you. You know? Fuck that yeah, guy, man. You know, fucking a couple years ago, this cocksucker couldn't afford graves for his fucking dogs. Now he's, you know, making three three grand guaranteed just to drive 40 minutes from your house. And like I said, this shit was going to sell out, dude. He would have quadrupled, if not whatever the word is for more than that, his money. Because that's what happened. People would have got caught up in it. You know, but it's Vinnie Vincent, you know? People are, don't come out of money, right? You know, because they don't know if he's going to show up. You know, I was talking to Bill Wang about this for months, and, and even Bill was like, oh, I hope it works out. You know, and I was like, no, no, it's good. Uh, Vinny's different. He's like, uh, hope it works out for you. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know what? Like, I, I, you know? To tell you the truth, I was kind of like, let's see what happens till then. I wasn't saying it wasn't going to happen, but I also had my doubts. Not a, not heavy, heavy doubts, but I just thought, man, I hope he doesn't pull what he used to hope uh, do. Yeah, it and, wasn't and, in the back of I, my mind. And, and I didn't. I didn't. I thought from... The minute they were in negotiation, I just had faith. I was like, you know what? This guy finally realizes, you know, hey, there's people that still care about him. 
I was in Vinny's corner right from the start. I was like, this is awesome. He's going to right these wrongs. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome for everybody involved, for the for the fans going to the expo, for for Senzak. I really, I was, I was so unusually for me optimistic about this. And uh, boy, was I a fucking sucker. This no, that, fucking you know, asshole. That Atlanta thing. I wanted to go. I was going to go to that Atlanta thing, but that's when I had the, the great computer crash and all these horrible things happen. And then he booked a scary empire in Orlando. And I said, okay, I'm going to go there. Cause my whole mission to meet Vinnie Vincent was just to get him on camera to mention Bill Wang. And I said, okay, I'm going to go to Orlando to do it. And before the Orlando gig is when we got, you got the news and you told me going, dude, Vinnie's going to be at the expo, but don't say nothing yet. I was like, well, shit, I don't have to go to Orlando now. So now in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't go to Orlando. I'm glad you gave me the news first. I'm glad I didn't go to Atlanta. I'm glad I didn't put no money in that motherfucker's fucking pocket. You know, I, it's like whatever. He got enough of my money on what like the seven times I bought Look It Up. You know, it's like uh, you know the on, on original vinyl, then on on CD, then when they redid the CD in '96, then the 180 gram vinyl, and the same with Creatures. You know, and I bought the first Vinnie Vincent album when it first came out. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan, too. I am a fan of his. And uh, nothing will take away the great music he's done for me. I mean, I'm not the type of person that, you know, okay, th this shitty thing happened, so I can't listen to him anymore. That's not going to happen. But, you know, I already, look, I already know I don't have to waste money on Vinny anymore because he's not going to release any product. Mark my words. That's my prediction. All the shit he's doing now, all this hearsay, it's nothing's going to come out of it. Nothing. He's just going to take the money and go and go back into hiding when people realize what a scumbag he is. And uh, yeah. and, and already it's starting. We already got the first report of scumbaggery from him, you know. And, you know, and, and uh, in Vinny's defense when it comes to the whole thing, and even though it's not that much of a defense, uh, what he was asking for wasn't bad as far as a guarantee. But here's the bad part. You didn't bring that up. You said you were going to do it for free and to go back on it it's like i don't care how much you charge bitch you fucking went back on your word so if this is already a that's already a sign of a disaster at the pot expo i i think we would have had a worse time at the expo if he would have been there because his demands probably would have infringed on our good times there that's what i think but i was more excited for mike Vicera than vinnie vincent when i saw mark Vicera was at it i was like oh fuck man this to me that, that's my vinnie vincent right there so i was so he's going to be there for free, and I can't wait to meet him, man. Uh, that, yeah. to me, is fucking awesome. And fucking, and also somebody that's aw another awesome person is going to be there that everybody should fucking meet because he's really cool. It's fucking me, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, why are you and laughing, you, And you don't even have... No, I agree. <laughs> I'm going to meet you a month before this. Yeah, that's right. Bro. You get to meet me. Dude, how, how, how lucky are you? You get to hang out with Dr. Fuckalicious. Yeah, and you're going to be sleeping fuck. with my bed. I meant in my bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the doctor <laughs> of all fucks. You better have that. Oh, I bet you will. Uh, or I'll go in dry. Oh, man. By the way, I got an exciting announcement. Uh, when, I'm in, uh, when I'm in San Francisco in August, uh, I already talked to Lee about this. Lee and I are going to write a song called Tuck It In. <laughs> <laughs> you 
No, it's not I, about I, I, what I Vin, it's not about what Vinnie Vince is doing with his penis these days. We're talking about shirts. I didn't say that. I don't know. I heard Lee wants a guarantee now before he agrees to meet you. Uh, the, no, he's getting it. A bottle of vodka. Yeah, fuck Vinnie Vincent. Let's talk about Van Halen. What do you say? Yeah. 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 Wang, why don't you tell us the? Do you remember the first time you heard Van Halen too? Do you remember that? I remember totally, brother. Um, I remember, uh, and it's so funny. Just you know, these fucking these. When we review these albums that are just such my DNA from my childhood, I remember my buddy, the same guy that turned me on to ACDC, David Campbell, and uh, and uh, he came to school, and he I had Van Halen. Yeah, no, you'll love him. Um, he came to school with his Van Halen 2 album, and I remember looking at him, he's like, hey man, you gotta check this out. I'm like, what's that? And I remember going, oh wow, that's that band from last year that I got into, Van Halen. I'm like, man, that's fucking badass, cool, how is it? He's like, oh, it's fucking great, it's fucking awesome. So I, um, I would say within a couple weeks, my mom took me down to Galaxy Records in uh, Livermore, California, and bought, uh, bought me Van Halen 2. And, um, you know, back then, this was probably about eight, nine months prior to Judas Priest coming into my life. So at that juncture, it was Kiss, ACDC, Van Halen. So the summer of 19, sure, the album came out March of 79. Yes. yes yeah, March. but it, yeah, but it, it defined my summer of 79. That summer of 79, get laid for the first time, Kathy Hutton, Joy Feely, just all these little girls going crazy. Yeah, and yeah, I remember 14 fuck- years old, getting laid. Fuck yeah, Bill. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bam, the bam, thing bam. about bam, 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 bam. I mean, like I said, it defined my summer 79. It defined my, everything about me. But I remember the trippy thing about it is like, wow, there were actually hot chicks are into this fucking shit. And, and, and oh, yeah. my experience is like, all, all the other bands, you know, no one, no girls like this I knew. No girls like ACDC. Things have changed, obviously, but back then, it was a fucking sausage fest. But all the hot chicks love Van Halen. It's like, you know, you know why? Because of goddamn Diamond David Lee Roth. Ow! Oh, no no, yeah. that, <laughs> no and, doubt Eddie, about and, it. But that, little that, smile drove the chicks crazy. Oh, yeah. Very cute. Very adorable. But, yeah. So, um, yeah. I remember exactly. I mean, I can't tell you exactly the date. And uh, it was probably, I would say, May. Sometime in May of 1979. So it was a couple months after it came out. But I absolutely remember it. And I can't wait to get into the stories of all the songs. Because each song has a story. You know what I'm saying? So that's my memory of Van Halen 2. Bam. Ian. Hello. Tell us about the first time you heard Van Halen 2. If I must. Uh, this and Diver Down were the last two of the six-pack that I heard. And the best uh, summer albums out of their catalog. catalog those two. Oh, my God. Right? Uh, you know, and the Am fun- I right? Uh, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree as far as summer. But the funny thing is, this is released in spring, and it was recorded in the winter. But it is the fucking greatest summer album of all time. No, I agree. I totally agree. But I right. But uh, I remember very vividly. uh, You know, I'd already had the first one I got was '84, and then uh, you know, but but 1984 was much like what I talked about with uh, 
uh, Quiet Riot, and Pyromania. Uh, those were albums you had even if you didn't listen to hard rock. They were just that big of an album. And then, you know, 80, late 85, early 86, when I started getting into hard rock and metal, you know, and then I started getting uh, the other Van Halens. But I'll never forget, it was a weekend uh, that my, my buddy Mike Zeller, who always turns into my radio show, uh, he came too. over. He came over for the weekend, and he brought his cassettes. And you'd like him because he liked REO. Yeah, but, uh, I like him. But uh, I hated those him. But I liked the, his taste. Those <laughs> were the two that I was like, I need to hear those because I haven't heard them yet. And it was like that weekend we were just playing the shit out of Van Halen two and Diver Down over it because it was just it was new to me, you know. And I was just like this fucking you know sponge absorbing everything and like i had to hear it it's like even though we're talking you know years after the albums came out it was still new to me and man i would have to say spoiler alert i think this is my favorite van halen record wang wang packing the ham in the pants what do you think <laughs> of track one you're no good what do i think of track number one um you know, and I, you know, and these, I always try to go back, reflect on back in the day when it first came out, and then, you know, n now how I think about it. And I remember back then as a kid, at first, it, it took me a while to get into it because if you think about it, that's a dark song compared to all the other songs. It's a very dark song. It's got a dark vibe to it. Bill, and back Bill, then, I had no idea. Wayne, yeah. can I ask you a question? Because you are my yeah, age. Man. Do you remember back yeah. then when that song came out? You remember hearing the Ron Linda Ronstadt version on the radio to death? Because they would play it constantly here before this album came out. I used to hear You're No Good by Linda Ronstadt a lot on the radio. It was like her big hit before this album came well, out. Do you remember that? You know what? And um, after, you know, just reflecting on everything, no, I don't. And I don't know why I don't. Because look, I mean, it was a big hit and everything. But my my first experience of hearing the song was from my parents, a lady by the name of Dee. Oh, watch out, cops are coming. A, a, a lady by the name of Dee Dee Warwick. My parents were really into Motown and everything. My parents yeah, got into the, that's I, that's you, that's you feel Dion me, Warwick's sister, that the one that yeah, molested right. Whitney Houston. Right, right, right. Oh, but she? the first time I heard Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time I heard the song was um when my parents playing it. Dee Dee Warwick uh, uh, came out in nineteen sixty three. The song was written by Clint Ballard Jr. But my first experience was was that. And then then bump up to, you know, nineteen seventy nine when I heard this. I remember going, Wow, that is a song that my parents used to play and everything. And um, at first, it took me a while. Now, I absolutely fucking adore it. I think fucking Rob, Rob's vocal fucking gymnastics are amazing. Ooh, I think yeah. they, add, you know, they add their own flavor to it. And uh, yeah, I totally. But yeah, man, that's a great question. Because I was talking to a guy at work who's a heavy metal hard rock guy. And I was just conversing about this album in particular because he's right around my age. And uh, we were talking about this song. And uh, he, he's, oh, I hate this song. Everything I'm off. Oh, dude, you suck. This song's fucking brilliant. So, yeah. So that, that's my first memory of this amazing song. And I did not know, you know, I mean, it's amazing. But, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, the whole... Eddie also doesn't like this song now, in retrospect. Is that right? Oh, yeah, wow. I, I saw, I, that was back in uh, the Greatest Hits album interview. 
Uh, I have it on right? audio, on cassette. Yeah, he was like, eh, you're no good. Uh, it was Dave's yeah. idea. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know who else that he hates? The fans. Sure. But he's better than Vinny. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, all right, um, Ian. Uh, I, I fucking love this one, and to me, it's tied with uh, You Really Got Me as their greatest cover. Yeah, I can't uh, argue with that. I, I I think it's absolutely amazing, and uh, even though we are separated by many years, much before I knew this, by driving with my mom, who my mom was like, you know, you know AM radio, that's what I got from her. Yes, I heard the Linda Ronstadt version a million times and when i first heard this i was like oh shit that's linda ronstadt you know i didn't know about the other shit but to me they made it dark and creepy and the way it starts out with that you know that the i assume it's the bass yeah yeah it's a bass you know, I, yeah i know it's, it's heavy but here you got this guitar-led band you know with this you know wild fucking front man but you're opening up your second album with a creepy, moody bass with these effects that are kind of like Geezer Butler almost, what you would start hearing him do like on E5150 kind of thing almost. That's the kind of vibe I get from it. But I see so many people slam this like, oh, it sucks, you know? And I'm like, fuck you. You know you know who's no good? You're no fucking good. <laughs> because this, this is fucking genius. And and Dave Swagger and yeah, the wow, wow. You know, and oh my God, what a way to open it up and very, very bold way to open up this album because there's nothing else even close to that, this like sound wise. I don't remember the first time I heard this, but I don't remember not one time in my life ever thinking this is not a good song. I've always loved this song. And man, I'll never forget, never, ever forget watching religiously the Don Kirshner Rock concert. Back in 1979, tonight we're oh, gonna yeah. have Van Halen, and they have Van Halen, and Van Halen opens up with uh, "Dance the Night Away," and then they go right into "You're No Good," and watch oh, them do really? that live. Oh, you haven't seen that, Ian? It's on YouTube. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, no. dude. Because oh, I, I didn't think I didn't think they ever played it live. That's oh awesome. yes, it was on the set list. Yeah, actually, oh, wow. actually, every song on this album was on the set list. Uh, this whole album wow. was played on the Van Halen tour. Even Spanish Fly was played on that wow. tour. Wow. Yes, yes. And you can see live footage of it on, on YouTube. It's an amazing, dude, it's amazing live, it's amazing live performance of it. You know, but um, the, the way, the vibe, you know, the, the Dave's voice, which fuck everybody out there that says Sammy has a better voice. This song right here, fuck, I'll yeah. take, I'll take this fucking voice. The motion. Mm-hmm. And it's raw motion. It's not your technical bullshit. You know, I'll take fucking, you know, I'll take I'll take this type of singing because it's more to the heart, man. I don't yeah. fucking, you know, yeah. it's like, and you know, seriously, you know, it's, well, Sammy's a better singer. Dude, all right, fine. He probably has a stronger voice. I can hear the strongness in his voice other than Dave, but technically his voice is terrible. It's, right, it's but it's not, like Dave's Janis Joplin and fucking Sammy's fucking Celine Dion. There you go. Oh, brilliantly put. <laughs> brilliantly put, because I hate that bitch's voice too. You know, there's just something about Sammy's 
voice that just grates on me. Now, you get this guy that, dude, he does that where he, man, especially the part where he trades off with Eddie, where he's like, Daniel, wow, wow, Daniel, wow, fuck you, Hagar Tards, I think this guy is not as good as Sam. You are fucking nuts. This guy is way better, miles better as a better singer than Sammy Hagar. Miles better. Now, okay, you want to talk about technical? Yeah. Dio, Halford, Jeff Tate, me, but none of us can do <laughs> You're No Good like Diamond David Lee Roth. Nobody can. This type of singing, that type of vibe, this type of music, every fucking type of different type of genres they hit in the hard rockness, David Lee Roth was there with that fucking... You know what You know what Diamond stands for, for me, is his voice. Because on those albums, those six-packs, dude, he sounded so fucking good. And this song, like every song, but this song, t- you know, takes it a little further to... This guy is a great fucking singer. Fuck your fucking, uh, your critics or your bullshit. Because everybody, you know, you're, you you want to hear pitch perfect. You want to hear blah, blah, blah. You want to, fuck that. I want to hear emotion. I want to hear raw emotion. I want to shit, that, I want something that fucking touches me. Where right in the fucking heart, you know, right, pulls that heart, heart through. And Diamond David Lee Roth is the man. And he proves it on You're No Good. Proves it on every song on this fucking album. Like the next one. Oh boy, this, now here's something I do remember from 1979. I remember owning the single on 45 before I bought the album. The single had David Lee Roth, that that, that great picture of him jumping that's in the back cover. Which, uh, just give you guys a funny footnote about that jump was when he landed from that jump, he broke his ankle. And if you look at the inner sleeve of the album, he's sitting on a stool with with a cast, you know, where he has all the nurses coming up to him. Uh, That jump, he did that jump several times, and that one jump, the perfect jump, the picture, when he landed, he broke his ankle. And and I've owned that single forever, and I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive the B-side was out of love again. Yes. Yep, you are correct. Man. The cowbell that kicks it off. That riff. It's just a beautifully constructed song where Eddie does these things on the guitar that you've never heard anybody do before. And he proceeds to do it all the way up to Diver Down. You know, you think about it. You know, he does just comes up with new fucking shit on guitar. And that, it's like, dude, that... The melody, the little things he does, that little... There there ain't no goddamn guitar solo on this song. Nobody, I mean nobody, plays like the extremely underrated Alex Van Halen, who is so important. All four of them are so important to the song, uh, to the music of Van Halen. What he does on the drums on this, those little, you know, those little fills. Dave with that swagger, and you know Dave loves like this disco and dancing. You know he had a complete hard on right in this one. Uh, oh, it yeah. shows. And then the greatest backing vocals in ever is Edward Van Halen and Michael Anthony. Everybody says Michael Anthony. Dude, Michael Anthony would not sound like Michael Anthony without Eddie's terrible voice combined with it. So bam bam diddly wang. 
What do you think of Dance the Night Away? Man, um, I had a smile like from cheek to cheek when Lovable Love Boat, a.k.a. Wazilla, was talking about AM radio <laughs> when he was here talking about You're No Good. Because, man, I swear to fucking God, Dance the Night Away, I remember KFRC, San Francisco, driving with my, with my dad to the dumps. And uh, that song being played in um, an AM radio, which was so big back in the day. None of the young people know, but that was the shit back then. But um, I absolutely adore this fucking song. It's a perfect pop rock song. All the hot chicks love this song. And uh, I can't really say anything because, Doc, you basically said exactly. You know, the the rhythm section, you know, Michael Anthony, people dog him and everything. Fucking amazing. Um, Alex Van Halen, perfect. I fucking love this fucking song, man. Ian? Oh, my God, do I love this one. And, and again, wow, talk about light and shade. This one coming up after fucking You're No Good uh, to a perfect pop song. And I remember, you know, that weekend that I first heard this, I was kind of like, wow, why have I never heard this on the radio? Because this is one of those that just, you know, transcended. This was, you know, Van Halen doing a fucking pop song. And it was perfect because it still sounded like Van Halen, but yet it just had this this broad appeal that appealed to broads, you know? And, uh, you know, fuck, you got Dave doing his magic. You got Eddie, uh, you know, doing his amazing shit on guitar. This song was inspired, believe it or not, by uh, Fleetwood Mac's Go Your Own Way. That's where they kind of like based it off of that, which I don't necessarily hear, but hey, what the fuck? And originally, uh, Ralph, this did have a guitar solo, but in the final version, Eddie scrapped it to just do a riff of him tapping harmonics. Good. And uh, I, I, I I would love to hear it just to hear it, but I mean, it's perfect the way it is. And originally, uh, Dave wanted to call the song Dance Lolita Dance. Uh, and, and Eddie's the one who said no, uh, convinced him to change it to Dance the Night Away, said it would make for a better chorus and everything. And Dave talked about this on the reunion tours and said it was based, like they got the inspiration. Uh, they were doing a show uh, somewhere in California, and this chick was getting banged in the fucking... Uh, parking lot of their show and uh, the cops busted in on them and the chick freaked out put on her pants put them on backwards and ran into the venue trying to escape from the cops and everybody's laughing about this girl running the bar with her pants on backwards and he decided to write dance the night away and what a classic song uh, this is the only one that was written written for the album Besides, you're no good. Every other song was already written before they even recorded uh, Van Halen 1. This is one they came up with in the studio. You, you know, they never, ever could have done this with Sammy, man. He doesn't have this this kind of swag, this kind of cool. That kind of and, soul. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, even though, you know, when they got with that fucking bitch, they went lighter and poppier, they still couldn't do pop as well as they could with David Lee Roth because that's what he brought to the band. He brought, you know, the Motown, the Boogie Woogie, you know, the uh ba da shooby da wah ba ba You know, all that kind of shit was all brought by Dave. He just had that fucking coolness, man. You know, I mean, and Dave is the epitome 
of fucking cool. Dave is like James Dean. You know, it's like imagine you're having a party, you know, and James Dean's throwing the party. Sammy Hagar is like the dad showing up going, hey, you kids want to listen to some Pat Boone? You know? A fucking net will never be cool. Will never be cool. That motherfucker's chilly, and chilly ain't cool. You know? This this is real fucking Van Halen. And 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 yeah, you nailed it about all all four parts of this team came together on this. And besides just the basic amazing drumming of Alex, who was one of my favorite drummers of all time, uh, he kind of borrows something from my favorite drummer of all time, who was Stuart Copeland. Well, well, Bill Ward. Bill Ward and Stuart Copeland, they're kind of like, eh. But the cymbal work that fucking Alex used to do back in the day was just as cool and a perfect accent to his regular drumming that was very powerful, you know, in my opinion, like in a John Bonham sort of way, like very powerful drumming, but he still had, you know, the the swing on the cymbals, and I think he probably got that from his dad, you know, because his dad was into that, you know, swing band kind of shit, you know, but it just, it was the perfect dichotomy of the two together, you know, that created this amazing sound. And, uh, you know, another great thing you brought up, Ralph, was, not only Michael Anthony's background vocals, but Eddie's. And I was watching shit from the reunion tours, and I'm listening to the vocals, you know, when it's Wolfgang and, and Eddie. And goddamn, it was just as fucking good as the Mike Anthony shit. And you could tell it wasn't piped in. You could tell thank it was real. Thank you. Thank you. And that, and that was a big compliment on the very first reunion with Dave. Everybody saying it was piped in. No. They're so good, it sounds like the old shit. Yeah. You know? Hey, Bill. Yo. What's going on, bro? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, dude. I'm here, you know, I'm here thinking. I wonder what Bill thinks of somebody get me a doctor. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. Um, you know, somebody said, Bill Wang, describe somebody gives me a doctor in one word. And I'd say, bombastic i mean come on you better call up the ambulance i'm deep in shock i fucking adore that line that's so fucking bad it's like oh shit it's dangerous it's fun we're partying we're doing drugs we're drinking but it's dangerous there's naked chicks everywhere we're gonna fuck them off we're gonna do all this coke but it's dangerous but we're gonna have fun this song is i swear to god when I every I mean to this day I, I hear like I've been listening to this album all week and just that just just the bombastic just the the, the the musicality just the fucking the organicness of the instrumentation man not to get all geek like but it's just so fucking pure you know the song is just like it's just goosebump inducing um, I fucking adore this song it's, it's a, you know awesome Ian. Oh my God, do I love this fucking song! And that's uh, th- a piggyback on what uh, Bill Wang just said. But I'm gonna piggyback on Bill Wang. <laughs> he always piggybacks on us. You know what this song reminds me of? This song reminds me of wandering the streets of San Francisco with Bill Wang, because we got so fucking inebriated, and we're we're walking down the streets, and it, it, it's so funny because everybody's looking at me like. You know, like, what, who in the fuck am I? Because I'm walking with an open container. But, and we are so fucked up. And I, I brought, uh, I've got all this music on my phone and I brought a Bluetooth speaker. 
And fucking Bill is drunk as shit, loving it. He takes a speaker and he's walking around shaking it in the air. And we're listening to like Judas Priest and everything. And people are looking at us like, who in the fuck are these guys? <laughs> you know, so when I hear something like, you better call up the ambulance, I'm deep in shock. Overloaded, <laughs> baby. I can hardly walk. <laughs> that, that reminds me of being in San Francisco, walking down this fucking, like, just hill. You know, everything's fucking hills. And we're stumbling and laughing and fucking jamming. And that's that's what this song is about, man. It's just about getting fucked up and getting so fucked up, you better call me a doctor. You know what I love? is like, I'm overloaded, baby. I say, bye-bye. You know, oh, it is so... It. This is what Van Halen is all about. Original Van Halen is a celebration of life. It's a fucking party. It is a fucking party. Everybody's invited. Don't matter who you are, how you're dressed, whatever. I love somebody Give me a doctor. What do you think, doctor fuck? Well, before I get into the song, let me bring up a couple little points to all the bitches out there that complained that a different kind of truth had too many of the old demos on it. Listen, bitch. This was an older song. Uh, Fools was an older song. In a simple rhyme was an older song. Uh, take me, uh, take your whiskey home was an older song. What's next? Fair warning. Fair warning had. Uh, I know there's a couple older songs on there. Which one's the intro? Hey. Oh, uh, 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 Mean Street was originally Voodoo Queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and here's here's one for our gay listeners. Uh, if you listen to that fucking Bette Midler shit, Top of the World was based on the outro with Jump. You know, right. Eddie's done this throughout his whole fucking career. His yeah. whole fucking career. And so there you go. But yeah, dude. And, and I also want to say before I get into this amazing song, I think this was their best look. I there was something about the the way they were they looked during the Van Halen two era. I just thought that was the coolest look. It was so bright and colorful. It's like very. Are you see oh, those, yeah. those concert pictures? were very bright in color, you know? Well, it's still dirt bag and street, but with a little bit of flair. You know, like they got a little bit of money, but it's still street level, you know? It's and, awesome. And, and it still has that 70s, 70s clothes vibe, too. You know, satin. Oh, hell yeah. I can't say anything about this song, music, uh, lyric-wise, that you guys, you guys covered it perfectly. It's a song about getting fucked up. And... There's little innuendos in the song. It's like, wow, feeling over fine, and I'm speeding. Down that line! What do you think that line means? Exactly, the sniffles. And, and then Eddie brings to the middle section something new. The little volume knob thing. Oh, my God. It does that... It's like, it's Woo-hoo! musical, and it's, you know, I know he did a lot more in Secrets, but that little part, you know, it's just so cool. The guy's a fucking genius. And then, you know, he goes into the ripping thing, and the band, you know, Ed, fucking Alex hitting those cymbals, and you know, Dave fucking, somebody, and then the way he ends it, somebody get me a shot, burn out. Perfect. And, and, and what a great double entendre. You know? All right. 
You know, the doctor's going to give you a shot. You're going to do a shot of some liquor. Classic. Yeah, going into the next song, that's all about liquor. And I'll let you, the Ayatollah of Alcoholic, take this one bottoms up. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. If, if, if fucking somebody get me a doctor's about getting fucked up, bottoms up is about what you did after you fucking blacked out. <laughs> this is what your friends are telling you about the next day. Like, I did, <laughs> I did what to who? Uh, <laughs> you know? Which, 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 oh, uh, my me, God. I got, I, I, now that you mentioned that, I got to bring this up. Another, you know, David Roth is the best interviews ever. Back then, especially. Yeah. Uh, one oh, of my yeah. favorite lines in one of his interviews was like, man, I woke up this morning, man, I felt all hurt and shit. And I go to Al, Al, what the hell happened last night? He goes, oh man, don't you remember? You, you bet everybody five bucks you can fly, man. And he's like, what? Yeah, you jumped off the, the building, you jumped off the fifth floor. He's like, what? Why, why didn't you stop me? And he goes, stop you? I bet him five bucks you can do it. He had one like that. He, go, he goes, uh, I love a woman who knows what she wants because after a half bottle of tequila, I don't. <laughs> I used to have a drug problem, but now I have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't drink and drive anymore because the ice, ice cubes keep, keep coming out of the glass. Yeah. Dave Oh. Uh, the, the fucking best, man. Uh, yeah, dude, this is great, and uh, and and I I love like you know the this is a little bit of the bluesy side, you know that you know and and, and you know we've all often talked about how in uh, you know the later years of the cock rock era, you know all of a sudden blues rock became the 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 fad, and I, I know you weren't a big fan of it, Ralph. Uh, but this is it done right. Yeah. You know, def- definitely on the on, on the bluesy side, but they don't lose, uh, you know, touch of who they are, man. This still sounds like Van Halen, but uh, you know, uh, you, uh, Wang hit it earlier, you know, because it was something I even planned on right was bombastic, you know. You know, this is this is big rock, you know, and that's that's how Dave explained Van Halen, you know. He says we're not heavy metal. You know, but we're not just regular rock, we're big rock. <laughs> you know, and that's what they are. It's larger than life. And 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 they weren't only larger than life, you know, with Dave's persona, but the music as well. It was the total fucking package. You know, uh, I, I mean, this is just incredible and such a powerful song. And, uh, and, and what a great, you know, coming off the heels of somebody give me a doctor. Talk about a fucking one-two shot, you know. It starts out with You're No Good, you know, dark and mysterious. Then you got Dance the Night Away that's all bright and shiny. And then here you got two fucking badass drinking songs right in a row. You know, but this one taking a little bit of a bluesy vibe with it, man. Fucking incredible. Love this song. What do you think, Ralph? Oh, yeah, man. Well, this is the, this is the shit. This is the ultimate drinking song. Well, along with... Uh... Take your whiskey home <laughs> and Romeo's delight. God damn, they got many of them. But um, yes, yeah, dude, yeah. Cause, cause drinking's cool. Yeah. And uh, pretty maids all in a row. I wanna set them up. Oh, come on, bottoms up. I have to throw this in a little tidbit about the song. 
was this was performed, as far as I know, on every show of the first album. Even when they were opening for Sabbath, they would end the show with Bottoms Up, which is cool. Nice. You know, they were playing a song that wasn't even out. You know, uh, if you look like um, at their set list, they were not playing on the first door, Jamie's Crying and Ice Cream Man. But they would throw in wow. Bottoms Up. Yeah, that, that's weird, right? Wow. Those, those two songs were not played on the first door, at least on opening slots with Sabbath. But they would end wow. every show with Bottoms Up, you know? And you also have to remember, at the time, they were kind of unknown. So, shit, they throw out Bottoms Up, people probably think it's off the first album, you know? But, uh, yeah, fucking... And, it, and it's a great closer because they brought it back for Diver Down to close Diver Down uh, with Bottoms Up. I... Let me think. Yes, the only time that Van Halen played this uh, when they were signed, obviously... Van Halen won to end the Diver Down tour. No other tour back then, or even afterwards, even after the reunion, it's never been played, uh, which is a shame. But yeah, this is a, a great song and an amazing song to end the show. And what I was talking about earlier about that Don Kirshner rock concert, after You're No Good, they show them doing Bottoms Up. And the way they end the, sh- the song, you got to see this, Ian, if you haven't seen that live footage. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Uh, the whole, you know, you know when uh, Unchained, when Alex's uh, gong turns on fire and he hits it on fire. Well, on this one, at the end of Bottoms Up, the whole drums are on fire, and he's just fucking pounding the fuck of the drums, and there's fucking fire all over the drums and shit. It's just what a spectacle to see. And yes, it's an amazing song. I love it. And yes, it's a. Uh, it's a fucking classic through and through, just like every goddamn song on this album. Now I hand it over to Bam Bam Bam, Wang. The, the difficult thing about following you two is you're fucking just spot on and amazing uh, descriptions of these songs, but I'm gonna try. The the lyrics are just so fucking clever, you know. It's just like, what did he say? What did he mean by that? This, that, and then are just amazing. Um, the Eddie solo is fucking amazing. And just just listening to it, and then you're looking back, and you're you know, you're, you're you're massaging your 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 chin, and you're going hmm, and you basically come up with these are a bunch of guys in their twenties having the times of their life, and just fucking just making this amazing music, not knowing what's going on on the whirlwind of an amazing life, and um, changing the history of hard rock slash heavy metal. Um, it just, I mean, I, I, I'm almost speechless describing the song. And uh, the song is a fucking amazing and it just brings up all sorts of wonderful memories and, and amazing. And uh, I fucking love the song. I love what it's about. I love what it stands for. I love everything about it. And, I, and, and, and to piggyback on what the, the great uh, Wadzilla, AKA Love Boat, just walking the street. Walking the streets of San Francisco with that guy, the most lovable, the most sincere, the most fucking badass motherfucker on the planet. Yes, sir. In hey, what about he me? Now, hold on. I'm, I'm just giving that man. Uh, it's because I don't drink in the morning. He's my therapist. I love the fucker. And he's talking about that, the magical. And yes, in August, Dr. Fuck, you and me are going to have magical moments. But I just wanted to say that about that guy because he's a real fucking deal. Bam. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Welcome. Yeah. 
Van Halen, like, I love what you said on that song right there, Bill, when you said, they didn't give a fuck what the fuck was going on. They just party. That's all I knew. Party, write good songs. Right. They weren't singing about right here, right now, and philosophical bullshit. All their vibe was, you know what? Fuck life. Life is hard. Come join us for and forget about your troubles, dude. Come to a Van Halen Perfect. show and listen to what is really good about life. What's really awesome about life. Let me tell you something. David Lee Roth, with those three guys, you know what I say? Those all together, that is the best of both worlds, bitch. That's the best of both worlds. You get it? Now get it. Put it in your pipe. Then shove it up your ass sideways, Van Hagar fans. Right, Ian? Yeah. Fuck them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't stand those simple bitches. You know, I think when you go like into a restaurant or a store, there should be three bathrooms. Men's, women's, and Van Hagar's. For all you confused motherfuckers. Because you're confused. You don't know shit, man. You don't know what the fuck you are. You don't know good music if you heard it. You're 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 fucking. You, you think you're a man, but you're really a bitch. So get your ass in the Van Hagar bathroom, fucking Kate Lark, Caitlin Vincent. You fucking bitches. Judgment man. Day, more like Judgment Gay. <laughs> I'll take the next Hello. Song. The next song is my second favorite Van Halen song of all time, and my favorite song is on Fire. So. By default, this is the best song on the album, to me. And the star of this song is definitely Al Your Pal, Alex Van Halen. I'm talking about Out of Love Again, the stinky groove, that fucking riff. And if you listen to Alex's performance on this song, he outshines his brother, which doesn't happen often. But he is definitely a star because, dude, it's pretty much a killer melodic drum solo to this great riff. Michael laying it down. Dave doing that scat vocal. Woman on, woman on, still the games you play, yeah. Those quick little back vocals. Yeah, quick little, and then Eddie doing that. It's just, it's fucking fun. This song can't be any more fun. This song is so fucking amazing. And I want to thank my friend Heidi Opper. She's like, oh my God, I heard a Van Halen song in my friend's car the other day it was so cool and i was like what song she's like i don't remember what it was i don't remember so when she was and, and then you know she's hanging out with me uh we were playing i was play, i had a van halen mixtape and that song came on she's like oh my god that's the song i was telling you about i go oh i don't love again fuck yeah she's like that's the best van halen song ever and in a way i guess in a way she was a little influential because i started thinking because back then it wasn't even near it i was like Damn, you know what I think you're right. It is. And I'm so fucking happy that on that last tour, not the last tour, but the different kind of two tour, they were playing Out of Love again, and then on alternate set list was uh, Girl Gone Bad. And most of the set list was Girl Gone Bad, not Out of Love again. They played Out of Love again at Sunrise Theater. I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, Sunrise uh, Arena, whatever the fuck. So I did get to see them at least do this once. Bill, what do you think of Out of Love Again? You better like it, you bastard. Oh, my goodness. Come on, man. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break, Dave. Um, I mean, modern-day Mozart. And to piggyback on the great Dr. Spock talking about Alex Van Halen, he is to die for in this fucking shit. 
It's so chaotic yet precise. It's just like a headbanging head trip, man. And Eddie just mind fuck epic plan. So many fucking twists and turns in the song. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Stop. Stop. Rewind. Play. Rewind. Play. What the fuck, man? It's like, holy shit. It's like you fucking know, it's, James it's, Brown it's on cocaine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such an, uh, it's, you know, it's an unforgotten class. I mean, it's a forgotten classic. Generally speaking to the general public, but uh, this song is fucking sick. It's fucking so badass and heavy. Every song on here is five out of five chopsticks, five fucking egg rolls, ten billion fucking rangoos. You know, amazing. The song is sick. I love. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. So I don't get sick of the song. I don't get sick of any of these songs. These songs, but this song in particular is like, wow, wow, really. This shit came out in 1970, fucking 90s. Kids in their 20s. I love it. Uh, it. It gives me a hard on and goosebumps. Hell yeah! How yeah. about you, Ian? Oh, uh, I, I I think I love this song so much. I'm gonna do something I only do like maybe 10 times a year. Hold on a second. You're recording, right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, he's downing one. I know. No, no, oh, I'm not he's, down one. He's smoking weed. Holy what? shit. What? Are you? This is Are the you? worst. Ah! Even, even, I am too. Hold on, I am too. He's never smoked uh, weed on the show. I know, love of a love, bro. What the fuck's going on, man? This is a first. Oh, my goodness. This is a first. Fuck it, man. It's a celebration, y'all. Hell yeah. Light yeah. yeah. it up. You should have done it to the next Me song, too. but I'm whatever. I'm going to light it up, too. <laughs> yeah. You should have lighted up the getting, sky on the next one. But whatever, whatever. I'm getting in the mood. Hold on. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, let, let, hold on. Let me put this out so I'm going to hit it on the next one. I mean, whatever. Um. <coughs> all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's the cough to get you off. But it's yeah, the coffin right. they carry you off in. Yeah, All sir. right, here we go. Out of love. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, this one is tied. It, it's a dead nuts tie for my favorite song uh, on the album. Uh, definitely my top five of all time. But holy shit. I mean, everything. The, oh, hold on. I'm, I'm listening to it on my headphones as I'm talking to y'all. Oh, my God. The way this shit starts out, man. That fucking bass. The... But my favorite part, dude, as much as I love Alex drums, is that... Oh, my God, is that fucking bad. Especially following that fucking bass intro. Holy shit. I love, oh my God. Woman, I, woman, I treat me like a fool. Holy shit. Fucking yep. killer way to end side one. Let's flip this motherfucker over. Oh, yeah. The first track off Van Halen 2, which, yeah, if you ask me, eh, should have been the opening track on the album. It was the opening track on the tour. My second favorite song on the album. Light up the sky. And yes, the last tour they opened up with this song. 
which was amazing, but not Van Halen 2 amazing because thanks to our buddy, who I love dearly now, on our Facebook page, Ron, what was his last name? Ian? Dirtmitz. Dirtmitz. That guy sent me, I and believe me, I've been a Van Halen boot, I've been a bootleg collector forever. This guy has sent me so many bootlegs that I've never heard before. And the crowning jewel so far, because he sent me so much shit, I haven't gotten around to listening to everything. But so far, the best fucking thing he sent me was a Van Halen 2 soundboard recording in California. I think it was San Antonio, maybe. And, oh my God, the way they played Light Up in the Sky on that, the fire, the, the craziness, the sporadic, it's just... And I love the way it starts. It's like uh, Eddie going up and Michael going down. And you hear the bass going. It's so cool. And then it goes into that. Almost thrash. And Dave doing those high, those high screens you can't do no more. So it was kind of odd seeing him do that now. I mean, band-wise, it was amazing watching it. But, dude, the breakdown of the song. Ooh, mama, see your firelight. Ooh, coming out tonight. Fuck you, fan. Fucking Sammy Hagar. Better than this. Fuck you. That singing right there hits it, bro. Hits me right in the boom boom. Fuck yeah, I love it. Light up the sky is a monstrous fucking all cylinders. Van Halen fucking kicking much fucking ass and unfortunately I never got to see him live in the 80s because by Women Children First it was dropped from the set list unfortunately which by the way I did see it on a set list somewhere they did throw this out at some show on the Women and Children First tour unfortunately not the show I saw but um fuck what a great song what a great opening track for a show and I think it would have been a better opening for this album and put like uh, I don't know somebody get me a doctor maybe yeah somebody get me a doctor would be a great opener for side two if you ask me but I love it I absolutely adore light up the sky and hmm I wonder what Ian thinks hey man <laughs> it's a good song man yeah. uh yeah uh <laughs> in it. yeah <laughs> I wonder what no. a great day tastes like <laughs> You're gonna that's ship, that's ship that's me off to military school with the goddamn Finkelstein shit, kid. I think they're Iranian. Son of a bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Not to piggyback on what Wang just said. Uh, uh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that that, that and the other thing. All right, well, uh, let's notes. Little known fact, this was originally called Light Up the Sky, and it was on Van Halen 2. Wow. It's a goddamn good song. Holy, Holy fucking shit. shit. shit That's right. <laughs> nah, this shit's fucking killer, man, and they open up side two just as fucking heavy as they did as the they ended side one, man, so that's perfect. Like, you flip right. that shit over. And uh, that's how I got you. Because I, I had a cassette before CD, so it's like flip that motherfucker over and then bam! You're right fucking back into it, man. It's just not the same, dude. Listening to fucking Out of Love again 
and then light up the sky without standing up and flipping it over. It's just not the same. You need that effect where you have silence for like 30, 40, or even a minute for light up the sky to start. I like well, that. It depends where my boom box was. I don't know. I might have had to stand up. I don't know. No, even even if you have to slip, flip the cassette over, you know, it's at least 10 seconds or maybe even more. There you go. Right, Wang? Right. Doc. All right. So uh, <laughs> Chong there is done with uh, his, his review. What do you think of uh, Light Up the Sky? Oh, man, I got something to piggyback on both y'all. My little stoner brother, Love Boat, and, uh, and you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and actually, I wasn't going to say this, and I'm not trying to play Terrence of licking your ass there, Doc, Doc, Diddly, Doc, but I wrote here, this would have been the best opening song on album. Fast. Bam! I wrote that. Yeah, yeah, bam, bam. I mean, it's, uh, I remember way back then, and if you put it in the context of 1979, these re- revisionist historian bitches, in 1979, this, I remember going, whoa, this, remember, this is approximately eight months prior to me getting unleashed in the East. So, you know, and then Kiss was my shit, and then ACDC, uh, if you want, Blood Live album was in my uh, collection. So when this shit dropped, that specific song, I remember going, wow. That is heavy. <laughs> like, and sorry, people, but this is 1979. And hear what I say, American heavy metal. I didn't yeah. say heavy metal in the context of British. This was American heavy metal. Would I consider Van Halen a heavy metal band? No, I wouldn't. But did they dabble in heavy metal? If you deny it, you're a clown. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Bill. Well said, buddy. Well, I, I got as I go into the next song, I want to say the similarities of the reverse nature of Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2. You know, I mean, sure, Running the Devil ain't a fast song, but it's a heavy song going into Eruption, where this one is a ha- fast, heavy song going into another inst- uh, a guitar solo, which is Spanish Fly. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, I oh, know. Fuck. And I remember oh. the story behind this song was Ted Templeman saw Eddie finger tapping an acoustic guitar. And he said, holy shit, you can do that on that too? And Eddie's like, yeah, I guess. He's like, dude, let's record that. So what Eddie was fucking around in the studio uh, was Spanish Fly. He was doing Spanish, pretty much Spanish Fly. And, and fucking Ted Templeman pressed the record button saying, go ahead, do it. That's going on the album. He's like, Eddie was like, okay, wait, uh, let me get a little ready here. You know, and he... Pretty much nailed it. Uh, I believe in one take is what I heard. A red. Um, man. So out, of, a, out, so out of a fucking mistake, something amazing happened. That's yeah. fucking a great story, dude. And, and I love the fact they called it Spanish Fly because it had that yeah. Spanish Spanish feel. And at that time, we always fantasized that, you know, Spanish flies really worked. But <laughs> back then, back then, there were such things that called Spanish Fly, but they were called Quaaludes. Uh, Quaaludes, if you give a Quaalude to a girl, she will fuck you. But the only drawback between Spanish Fly and Quaaludes, they say, you give a Spanish Fly to a girl, she'll fuck you. In Quaaludes, she will fuck you, but she got to find you attractive. But that, that the myth of Spanish Fly was like, you give a girl a Spanish Fly, she's going to fuck you no matter what. And I'll never forget when my friend Dale Hicks got Spanish Fly. And we gave it to this girl, Christine. We gave it to her with beer. 
and she didn't fuck any of us. That shit, that shit's fake. But, 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 but here's the funny thing. I did fuck Christine on Quaaludes. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, I love it. Short, sweet, to the point, and it's showing the masterworks of Eddie Van Halen that shows you, yeah, it's all trick and gimmickry and all that shit. Well, fucking here he is with no fucking pedals, no effects, just him and an acoustic guitar blowing your fucking mind and cementing him in the top spot of my favorite guitar player of all time. Edward fucking Van Halen is God. And always will be God. And I'll tell you this now too, which is something that many people don't talk about, but I'm going to say it now. The last two times I saw Van Halen, his playing was better even in the 80s. He's even better now than he was back then. That's how fucking mind-blowing that guy is. So thank you. All right. Bill Wang, what do you think of Spanish Fly? You know what? I want to piggyback in, uh, hop on over on Love of a Love Boat. And he made it such a fucking yeah yeah he made it such a fucking wonderful observation how side one ended with out of love again and side two fucking just with the rebirth of light of the sky that's a great point man and I think the younger people can't relate to that but that has a lot because if you end an album you're expecting something completely different holy fuck it's even heavier yeah but what is it's definitely the heaviest song on the album. That's fuck yeah. No, I, I stopped there because my Skype. I thought it hung up again, man. My bad. But anyways, um, yeah. So I wanted to make sure I made that reference. But oh my god, Spanish Fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. The funny thing is, I heard. Um, oh god, what was it? A couple, maybe a week ago, whatever. I heard uh, Bill Cosby was on some popular podcast. Not not the best podcast, your guys' podcast, but a popular podcast. And Bill Cosby was talking about his top 20 Van Halen songs, and Spanish Fly was his first fucking number one. He fucking had that, he had that shit number fucking one. It's like, bitch, really? Talk about obvious, but um, yeah, man, uh, Spanish Fly. I mean, That's not so true, Bill. His favorite song yeah. is the, no, his favorite song is an unreleased Bruce Springsteen song called Roofies. <laughs> no, no, but it was a Van Halen top twenty list, Doc. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, my my bad. Yeah, because I remember yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that list. Spanish Fly was at number two. Roofies at number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous, man. I, I, um, my mom, like, I'd be in my room playing this, and I was. I remember totally. And uh, because it's so different than the, anything else, obviously, and it's so beautiful and gorgeous. My my mom coming in my room, going, "What's that?" And I said, Mom, that's the album you bought me a couple weeks ago. She's all, oh, wow, it sounds like nothing coming from your room lately. I'm like, yeah. And she's all, I like that. <laughs> so nice. I always that because, yeah, because my mom is my idol and I love her and I love my dad. And they're just such a important people in my life. So, and, and I always remember my mom saying that, right? And I remember taking me down to Galaxy Records to buy the record. So, yeah, it's a fucking great, great, great song, a great composition. I love it. It's amazing. And I think it fits in the album perfectly. It just shows a diverse, a different page, a different color. You know, it's not all heavy and we're going to fucking fuck all the hot bitches and do all the fucking best cocaine. You know, it's like, wow, this is like the flamingo. And just and like you said, Doctor, the Spanish uh, accent is really cool and stands out. It's such a stand-up compared to everything else on the record. So I love this fucking song. I love this song. 
Hey, Love Boat, what do you think of Spanish Fly? Ian. Toot toot. Uh, I love this fucking shit, man. This is like probably my second favorite Eddie Van Halen solo. And it reminds me of when I first bought Spanish Fly. And I grew up poor. I could only afford half a tablet. I gave it to a chick. She told me to go fuck myself. Well, you got laid anyway. Yeah. Fuck yourself. I'll, I'll be here all week. Uh, great fucking song. Uh, I saw that Zach Wilde did a cover of this. That's awesome. Have you seen that on YouTube? Yes, I did. I, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. He did it great, too. Oh, yeah. It's fucking killer. Uh, yeah, an awesome one. And nobody talks about Spanish Fly. Nobody. You know, they always, you know, of course, Eruption, you know, and then you'll hear, like, you know, uh, Cathedral and the Intruder. People talk about that and shit. But nobody talks about Spanish Fly. And, uh, you know, with the music out, you know, now, kids need Spanish Fly. Listen to this shit. It's the only way yeah. you're going to get laid. Get off yeah. my lawn and buy Spanish Fly. Yeah, goddamn whippersnappers. Uh, I dig it. Why don't you take the next one, dude? It's called Doa. And I fucking love it, man. Doa Holy. the Explorer. Yeah, Doa the Explorer. Oh, man. Like the dirtiest, sleaziest song on the album. Man, with that, they found a dirty face kid in a garbage can. I always love that lyric. Because it, like, you know, I just got this image in my head every time I heard it. You know, it's like. You know, there's no video for this, no preconceived notion. But every time I heard that line, I just pictured, like, this, you know, the street kid in a fucking garbage can. And I always dug that. Because uh, the music was awesome. Uh, but the lyrical content, you know, and just, you know, the cops are after you, you know, and shit. And I fucking love it, man. It's fucking rock and roll. What do you think, Ralph? I'm all alone on the highway, wanted, dead or alive. That riff, another heavy ass song. And uh, you see, the song starts off kind of light, you know, good, dancing night away. Yeah. Fucking, when, once fucking uh, somebody gets me a doctor, they just continue to kick ass up to this song. Then the last album gets a little lighter, but man, what a way to end the heaviness. And yes, totally, the, the line that sticks out as they found a dirty faced kid in the garbage can. You're listening to Van Halen. You're not li- you're not thinking of a dead kid in a garbage can. Right. Some dirty ass kid in a garbage can. Like an Ox- Oscar the Grouch or something. It's fun. It's great. I absolutely love it. The lyrics aren't really you know, I mean, okay. The law is after him, obviously, blah blah, but the rest of the lyrics is kinda like, well what does a dirty faced kid in a garbage can uh, have to do with this? You know, but it fits. It's perfect. And it fucking rules. Another standout track. I can't tell you what's my least favorite song on this album. It's just impossible. Uh, I love it. What do you think, uh, Bill? And I've never seen him play this song. Bill, um, what do you think? Oh, man. I mean, you're talking about the lyrics. And there's a theme that I keep bringing up um, specifically about Ross lyrics on this album and, and the word is clever you know they're just so clever you know and i mean it's such a dirty and like you said dirty it's just like greasy and wet and like this total tight wet pussy like you know <laughs> i mean this is such a dirty heavy rippage you know and um it was one of my favorites back then uh because it just it was just 
different. It didn't sound like any other of the songs. I mean, there's a few songs that sound could, could be considered in the same sort of vein, but this is that was the beautiful thing about this record. There's so many songs sounded so different from the previous song. It's like whoa, whoa. It's like you know, because you know, a lot of our favorite records, a lot of the songs are in the same vein. I mean, they're all heavy, but they're all so fucking different and just their own little albums. You know, each song is like a fucking album, and this song in particular, I mean, I remember just just blaring this shit just over and over and over and over because they were just so dirty. That, you know, just was like, whoa. Yeah, so, man, I, I can just keep wax, waxing poetic about this shit until the day I'm dead. This song is amazing, and, um, yeah, it's amazing and i just talking about it, i get choked up how amazing it is and how much it meant to me back then how much reflecting recently playing the album knowing we we're going to do this you know studying and reverting back to back then and yeah just uh it hits a spot man it really out of luck yeah 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 it really hits a spot man this album is uh one of the greatest albums i've ever been on you guys a show that we've reviewed, and uh, I would say probably, God, I mean, there's been so many, but it's in the top two albums we've reviewed, you know, and then, that I've done, that I've done then, with you guys. And then it slows down. Why don't you take the next track? Yeah, man. Um, now, that, I mean, talk about, like, the total, like, whoa, 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 really? Is it now it's this total different sound, and... And the trippy thing, even back then, I, I remember listening to the song and reading the lyrics, and I was I always thought, you know what? And my I came up with a consensus that says, this song, this song is about a chick dumping a guy for hot pussy. You know, it's a great song. It's about a chick to me says, fuck you or your big old ding ding. I'm gonna start fucking chicks. No, and that's I, maybe I'm wrong, but that was always maybe my love of lesbian porn brings that out. But um, no wonder Andrew yeah. Jacobs hates this song. <laughs> hey, Andrew Jacobs, isn't that the guy with the fat, ugly wife that, that turned into a lesbian? Anyway, that's, that's her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the song's amazing, Doc. And uh, what? Uh, uh, it's amazing. I love it. And um, yeah, awesome. How about you, Ian? Uh, this is tied uh, without a love for my uh, favorite song on the album, but I gotta say, this one gets gets the nod. This could be, uh, man, I don't know, Romeo Delight, but this song, oh my god, this has like that total other side of Van Halen that I love. Like when I think of you know songs like this, songs like Secrets, I mean, just like wow, where did that come from? And it's so fucking cool, so awesome. And I couldn't believe it. Like a couple months ago, I saw on some, I don't think it was our page. I think it was on some Van Halen page. And they were talking about this album. And uh, this guy said, oh, I love all the songs except for Women in Love. That's the worst thing they ever recorded. Ah. And I, I saw that post, dude. And I just wanted to, like, grab a fucking bat do some fucking Martin Scorsese shit. You know? Just, oh, my. You know, like like it's a child molester. Or, you know, they, they like tortured animals. You know, you just want to put them out of their fucking misery. And your misery. 
How can you hate this fucking song? Oh my god. This is something... This is quintessential to real Van Halen, man. This is something they never could have done without Dave. But it's the perfect mix of both of them, man. It's what Eddie's playing on the guitar, the phrasing on this song and everything. It's so different and so cool. And Dave brings his fucking swagger and jumps through the mic. Oh, man. This is a perfect fucking song. Yeah, fuck it. This is my favorite on the album. I love it. Hell yeah. yeah. I saw them play this on the Women and Children First tour. Uh, It survived the set list for the next album, uh, the next show, which, well, I'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, the way it starts, again, Eddie reinvented the guitar. The way he starts, it sounds like guitar, but, and you can tell it's a guitar, but it's being played like nobody else has played it before. It's just a beautiful little beginning, a beautiful way to start a ballad. Dave's fucking, you know, talking about, honey, if you need a woman just as bad as me, you ought to be going because I don't mean to be fucking vain and shallow here, but Bill will attest to me. There weren't lipstick lesbians back then. (laughs) So I can understand Dave's like, hey, man, you're going to be with another woman that looks more manly than me? You know, it's like, you ought to be going, you know? I'm sure he wouldn't be singing those lines now because lesbians are hot. Oh, but, uh, oh, they're hot now. Oof, uh. He's but like, anyway. I, I'll do it, but Andrew's got to leave the room. He's creeping me out. <laughs> do the song. <laughs> that hot. That hot night. <laughs> what can I say? It's a beautiful song. And again, Dave's voice. Wow. And uh, the final note he hits, that high note, just a great way to, you know, it slows down and then goes into the next song, which wasn't played ever since the, you know, uh, in the 80s after this tour. Believe it or not, their hit, it was a hit. It was on the, it was on the radio all till today. It's still on the radio. But this song wasn't on Women and Children First, Fair Warning, Diver Down, 1984 tour. I don't know why. But it is the ultimate beach song. The ultimate hanging out, having some beers, checking out the chicks on the sand. I I remember vividly back then playing this album in the beach and like soaking it in, like laying on the towel, listening to the song, checking out the chicks in the bikinis and thinking, life is fucking awesome. Man. This is what life's about. Laying exactly. Beach, having some beers and looking at chicks in bikinis. You see, you're in the beach in the daytime when chicks are like, you know, scattily clothed. Not like Van Hagar when it's summer nights when they put their fucking clothes on. Fuck you, Van Hagar. So, yes, goddamn beautiful girls. That's what I'm talking about. She was a seaside sitting, just smoking and drinking on inside. On top of the world. My God, it's just good time music fun music that so many bands tried they tried so hard to do with your cherry pie and shit but none of them can nail that attitude because they all were looking at Van Halen going I wish I was you and Van Halen's like hey man I'm me and I'm gonna write a song that I know about they didn't look to you know and when David Lee Roth looked to somebody he looked to fucking Louis Prima you know somebody that nobody knows about so you know he had that old, you know, fucking uh, 
What was the name of that guy in the Blues Brothers? Rodeo, rodeo, rodeo. Cab Calloway. Yeah, shit like that. He added that to the fun music, to the fun heaviness. It's just brilliant, and it made them stand out. And so influential, so fucking influential. It's like you know the people that hate have hate for Pantera. They're like, oh, we hate Pantera. They spawned all that new metal. Well, you know what? Van Halen did the same thing. They, they spawned a lot of shitty music, but they're Van Halen and they're Pantera. Yep. You know what I mean? And nobody did it better. Nobody did it better. No ex-hoarder, bitch. Thank you. Now, I love ex-hoarder, but no, I'm sorry. Anyway, so Beautiful Girls, a great way to end the album. It leaves it with a high note, a fun note. It's just a fucking great song. Great grooving tune. It's dedicated to eye candy. What do you think, Bill? You know, all these songs, I always have um, memories of way back then. This song has more of a contemporary feel. I remember being uh, laying out by the pool, uh, drinking, blaring Van Halen too, and this song came on, and this hot chick with this really thick Georgia accent says, I want to fuck. And I went, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and we and, and we and we went to the pool and we fucked like crazy for like an hour. And this song, I jumped out, we played it. This song is about hot chicks we're all addicted to. They all put up with all of our crazy bullshit. You know, they hate us, they love us, they hate us. We love you all the time, okay? Um, the song, I dedicate the song and they dedicated this shit. The fucking hot chicks because they are everything and uh this song is the epitome of it it's like fucking rock and eddie just saying here's the deal we love hot fucking pussy let's celebrate it let's celebrate it let's pour a fucking shot drink a beer do a line and fucking cheers to you hot fucking chicks we love you all hell yeah 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 that's my uh uh it's a great song that's my description. You know, you, of yeah, you listen to the song, you think of fucking hot bitches and bikinis. You don't think right. about some fucking pound cake. A pound cake? <laughs> Fuck you, pound cake. Fruit <laughs> cake. <laughs> yeah, it should so, yeah, that should have been the name of the song. I look like a fruit cake. Oh, oh, I describe a beautiful woman as a pound cake. No, no, no. I talk about fucking hot bikini bitches on the beach just wanting to get fucked. No, I want a fucking pound cake so I can dress it with my pussy whipness. That's right. I, not miracle whip. Pussy whip is what I put on my pound cake. Fuck you, Sammy Hagar. You're not a man. You know, when I think of pound cake, I think about going by a fucking quarter of some fucking grape ape fucking killer weed. Coming back to Wang Manor and fucking bong ripping, fucking eating a bunch of fucking killer cake, like sweets. I don't think yeah. about pussy. I don't think about pussy. It's like shut the fuck up. Anyways, that's my thing. Sam, make a good point there, Bill. How thank about you, you thank Ian? You. What do you think of beautiful girls? Uh, not to piggyback on what Bill Wang just said, but uh, <laughs> what song are we talking about? Beautiful girls. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, fucking A, dude. <laughs> Shit's fucking awesome. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's fucking Van Halen through and through. And, uh, you know, 
that just party atmosphere that made real Van Halen what it was, man. It was a fucking party. And uh, what a way to end the album. And, uh, you know, that's one you still hear on the radio all the time. Of course, that dance a night away. And what's weird is, like, if I hear those on the radio, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man. You can't play something, you know, else. But when I'm listening to Van Halen 2 as an album, which I always do, it's like, you've got to have that there, you know. That's got to be this track. That's got to be that track. And what a fucking way to end it, man. All killer, no fucking filler, man. Van Halen 2. I can't think of too many other, like, sophomore albums that succeeded like this. I mean, this is like fucking Led Zeppelin 2 or fucking Paranoid. You know what I mean? Mouth far- Skull. Yeah, that too. I was going to say that. You cut me off. Um but you know what I mean? A band that just put out like something so fucking good, and you're like, oh, it's got to suck. But they just, you know, they just take it to an, another level, man. And fucking, it, it rules. If you don't like this, I don't like you. This, this is fucking rock and roll, man. This is the, the greatest shit ever, man. The greatest, I don't know, man. I'm almost at the point where I'm like, fuck it. Uh, you know, I always say like, you know, Beatles are the greatest band of all time. Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and roll band. Uh, Van Halen's the greatest American rock band. But greatest party band. If I sat there and thought about it, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you're on a desert island. You only have five. Like, if, if that fucking shit happened, you know, gun to my head, you can only listen to one band for the rest of your life. I think I'd take Van Halen. As much as I love the Beatles and I love the Stones and, you know, fuck, you know, Kiss, all these other bands I love so much, I think this is the one band, you know, Sabbath priest all this shit this is the one band i cannot live without here in the rest of my life man from you know the original six pack and i love fucking different kind of truth too but david lee roth van halen i don't think it gets any fucking better than that man i really i really fucking don't and i feel sorry for anybody that accepts like the substitute because you you don't fucking get if you get that shit you don't get real van halen you miss the boat David Lee Roth can't sing. Come here, bitch. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna make you not breathe. Yeah, what he said. Right, Bill? Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go kill people at like San Diego and San Francisco. For shit's uh, Yeah, right. I think Andrew Jacobs is, is renting a room uh, downtown with his fat, ugly fucking wife that is a dirtbag. But now yeah. is a lesbian, and we'll, we'll, uh, I think he's a Sammy Hagar fan. So. Yeah, and yeah. Mark Allen Mark Taylor's all the way down in Fresno. Nobody wants to make that trip. You know, uh, just because somebody has no teeth means, you know, you shouldn't make fun of people. Message. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding, bro. Ah, fuck yeah. No, this was <laughs> released. March 23rd, 1979, once again produced by Ted Templeman. And uh, let's see some other uh, facts here. It made it to number six on the Billboard Top 200 and has gone on to become six times platinum. So there's that. Nice. That's a lot of albums. That is. I think that sold more than all that hair, or maybe 5150. Yeah, unfortunately that went gold, gold, uh, diamond. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately that's now I read it was it's now diamond. I thought it was only about six or seven. Wrong. Oh, I think, okay. I think it sold like eight. 
it's not diamond. All right, good. Right on. Yeah, well, no, I, la- I hope- la- last I saw, I'm uh, no, it is. It's like they're, it, uh, you know, it sucks, but their third best-selling album is fucking uh, 5150. Yeah, I think it's like eight million. Though. There ain't no diamond. Yeah, but fucking. All right, all right. Well, the, the thing is too is, uh, both uh, eighty four and the first one they're over diamond now. You know, right. it's like I don't know what you call it, like diamond twelve, diamond thirteen. Well, they were certified in two thousand and four. It's like, well, what about the last fifteen years, bitch? That whole thing is like very fucking weird, you know. Yeah, uh, but uh, fucking a man, it kicks ass. Yes, uh, sir. All right, you guys got a pick of the week. I sure do. Go for it. My pick of the week came out on September 18th, 1979. A day I did not buy it. My mom bought me the record the next week because that day she bought me Ace Freely, Freely, and Paul Stanley's album. And then the week after she bought me Gene Simmons and Peter Chris. My pick of the week is Peter Chris's 1978 solo album. Uh, his solo album is, is badass. You matter to me. Don't you let me. D- I love Don't You Let Me Down. So that's my pick of the week. Yeah, an album I didn't like back then, but love it now. Most of it. Oh yeah, what little kid liked it back then? I'm with you. you know, that story about you know me going to my mom. Mom, mom, mom. This don't sound like Kiss. You know she's with her friend and the drinking fucking uh, pink squirrels, whatever the fuck they used to drink back then. She, she'd be looking at me. She's like. Get away from me, kid. You bother me. She'd be like, go listen to your Ace Freely album and go go in your room. It's like, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, Ian, you got a, a pick of the week? I got two. Go for it. My, my first pick is uh, Billy Joel, Glass Houses. Yeah, I love that album. It's just a fantasy. Oh, Whoa. Oh, oh. It's not the real thing. What's the other one? Uh, oh, the other one's Overkill. <laughs> I figured, fuck it. I'm going to pick some Billy Joel and some Overkill. And I just got, now my collection is complete because I ordered, uh, if you got vinyls, you had to get two double vinyls. One's Horoscope Live, the other one's Feel the Fire Live in the entirety. Uh, so I got both those on double neon green vinyl. And I also got the Blu-ray uh, CD version of it and it is really really good and those are two albums that I love and it's kind of like ooh, they got to do it justice I think they did it amazing justice and then some uh, totally fucking killer I have not yet uh, got to watch the, the DVD but I have listened to it and uh, you know to both records absolutely amazing overkill live at overhousing Pick it up. Right on, man. Well, I'm picking an album from 1979 as well. Well, no, I'm the only one picking something from 1979. Yeah. Right? Al Stewart, you're the cat. Uh, I'm picking something that starts with an A as well, and it's a very popular band. Ambrosia. And it's a band that, and it's an album we reviewed. Oh, okay, but I know what it is now. But I want to say it again, because it's not, it's a Dark Horse album. It's one album that not a lot of people talk about. Talking about Aerosmith's Night in the Ruts. Yeah. And it's a fun album. No surprise. Chiquita, Cheesecake, Coney Island, Whitefish Boy. Uh, awesome. Amazing. My second favorite Aerosmith album. I absolutely love this album to death. 
bought it when it came out. Listened to it probably more than Van Halen 2 in 79. I remember uh, listening to this a lot. Well, maybe I listened to this more in 1980 because this came out in like late 79. I remember that. I remember it was already summer was over when this was brand new. And uh, man, it's a classic. And that's my pick of the week. Awesome. awesome. Who's fan of the week? Fan of the week? You know who's got to be fan of the week. The man, the myth, the legend. The special guest you picked out for this show. The one only Bill Wang. Bam! Bam, bam, bam. Fan of the week? Do I deserve that? I'm like part of the deal. How could I be fan of the week? Ah, fuck it. We just throw you in there anyway. Oh, I'm an egomaniac, as some would say. So, awesome. Well, Ian, does he really qualify as fan of the week since he doesn't listen I don't to the think episode? I, I, no. He oh. doesn't listen to us unless he's on it, right? Oh, you kid, you kid. No, man, he's fan of the week. I mean, and actually, Bill has an episode he paid for coming up that he's going to be on again real soon. As soon as he, really? Yeah, as soon as he picks whatever. Yeah, Bill bought a fucking album. Yeah, Bill. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If I wasn't on the show so much, I, I wouldn't be that much of a fan of the week. <laughs> yeah, come on. That right, buddy. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Come on. Like Ian used to say, oh, the only episodes he listens to is when, when he's on. But no. I am a fan, but I, I do think I'm stealing from somebody else's thunder. This is like all right, all right. Since I paid for this episode. Oh, hold on. Oh, let's talk. All, all right, all right. The show. I, this is the second time. This, might as well say Dr. Fuck fan of the week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but EO's, e, Ian's ego can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. Can I... Man, I want to pick a real fan of the week. All right, week. you do it then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I can wax poetic about how amazing Bill Wang is. And he is. He's a fucking... We gave you, we gave you the fan of the week baton. Now you're going to pass it to somebody else. Dude. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to pass it uh, to a real fan. Somebody that turned me on... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that turned me on to this show, turned, uh, added me to the page. Bitch ass Ian didn't fucking add me. I, uh, I looked back at it. Because you, know, you didn't and, listen to the episodes. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> fan of the week, this show is Gina Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Gina. You guys are going to see her. And, you know, and we, you know she's, um, we've had her issues. You know, um, she's my ex-wife. But she's still my best friend, and I'm a I'm a crazy person. To deal with Bill Wang is a really task. So, anyways, fan of the week, Gina Elizabeth. All right, lovely uh, Gina. Yeah, and, fan of the week. and you can meet her at the Rock and Pod Expo too, unless she cancels, like Vinnie Vincent. No, no she wears a frilly makeup. She'll be there. Nice. Doc. All right, well, thank you, Gina. You are the fan of the week. What do you say we get to the plugs? Let's do it. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern, The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it, don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans, this is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I 
look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two, or ten, and we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. This is Ian Wadley, Wadzilla from Wadzilla's World. Do you want to hear the greatest, most eclectic show on the internet? Show up for the best in hard rock, heavy metal, classic rock, funk, soul, and anything else I deem necessary. Wadzilla World, only on Cranium Radio, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be here or be a bitch. Welcome to the best fucking show you'll ever hear in your life. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, The Dr. Fuck Show. Yes, tune in here at that metal station for the Dr. Fuck Show. I've been doing this show right here for years. And the chat room's always packed. The jams are always playing. And yeah, you may get a rant every freaking week from me. Fuck, not freaking. I don't want to say freaking. I mean fucking. So join me and my lunatics that are let out of the asylum here on that metal station. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday nights. Join me. Let's lose our fucking minds. Alright, well, if you like this episode and you fucking better, you son of a bitch, 
Come back next week when it's an album that's not going to be as good as this. But it's still either going to be good or you paid for it. But either way, we got some great dick jokes. Come back next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, what I meant by that, because, you know, my ego, it's like, wait a I'm not the fan. I'm part of the deal. So, you know, when I say that, and I appreciate what you did, Ian. I didn't mean to come I felt off like food. it was stealing from a fan. Huh? That's fine. No, I, I wasn't trying to do nothing bad. I was just, I was like, hey, man, you're on the you're episode. You're now, now it's cutting out. Yeah, all right. Yeah, after that bong hit, you, yeah, you, you totally. You went down, bro. You were funny as fuck. Oh, yeah, his, his energy, totally. It's like it was, yeah, it was a different person. Just, just right. It was like a. Um, it was actually similar to the late creatures, uh, the end of the creatures era. Even though he was more combative then. Yeah, no, he was he was awesome on this one. Oh, he was fucking. That's that's what makes it fucking. Oh, great. I'm sorry. I thought you guys were saying I was horrible. I, I was feeling bad. No, 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 no you were awesome. You, you just no, came down. Oh. After you smoked the weed, you came okay. down. Yeah, it was like, like. Yeah, yeah. No, it was awesome. It was you're more introspective rather than party. You know. No, it was it was great. It was, it was awesome. All right, all right, all right.